okay, real talk moment here. I definitely judge a book or a product or a bottle of wine by the cover or the label. I know that that's bad to say, but I definitely do it. And I think that we all subconsciously do because you can think of some brands out there that are huge and you know probably nothing about the product itself, whether it's good or not, but you think of it as a really trustworthy, awesome brand because the packaging is so cool. The branding is so on point. So you know some of those brands I'm talking about. So I'm really excited today because I have my friend Kelly Kempel of Hidden Path Creative here. And we had a really awesome conversation about the impact and the importance of packaging, consumer packaging for your brand to really level up. So if you've been kind of winging it up until now, you might be at a point where you're ready to scale and you need proper on-brand, super elevated packaging to do that. So Kelly owns her own graphic design studio, but she has a really extensive background in corporate. So we have bonded over that. So she worked at Dick's Sporting Goods and she spent about 20 years at Kohl's leading the brand packaging team. So she designed packaging for iconic brands like the Food Network and Nine West and Lauren Conrad and Vera Wang, all those collabs that Kohl's does. She was in charge of that and had a hand in that. And so she knows how to take a brand and kind of extract that and put it on packaging that's actually going to sell. And that is really, really powerful when you are leveling up your brand, particularly if you're a wholesale brand. So I'm excited for you to tune in. I think you're going to have some really fun takeaways from her and I hope that you enjoy our chat. So let's get into it. Hey friend, quick question for you. Are you feeling stuck with how to get your brand to stand out on FAIR? I'm asking you because as a buyer myself, I can tell you that there are just so many brands out there vying for the attention of these buyers, but I know that your brand has something so special and it needs to be seen. I put together a private podcast for you that goes deeper into what buyers are really looking for on the FAIR platform and how you can stand out from the crowd to grow your wholesale business and really land those dream buyers. So If this resonates with you, head to the link in the show notes for instant access. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited. I have my friend Kelly Kempel here with me today. We're going to talk all things packaging. So Kelly's the owner of Hidden Path Creative. She has 20 years of corporate retail experience designing packaging for billion-dollar brands. She leverages her background to provide her clients with strategic researched back packaging designs that stand out on the shelf and on screen to grow sales. I'm so excited to talk to you because I feel like we're going to have a lot of like juicy things to uncover with this corporate retail background that we can talk about. So I'm just going to dive in. So Kelly, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I am definitely super excited to compare those corporate retail backgrounds and chat all about packaging. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Same, same. So we met in Nashville at Ultimate Product Party and instantly connected. We're on each other's podcast. I'm just, this is going to be really fun. So let's just dive in. If you can just tell people a little bit about those billion dollar brands you work for, what your backgrounds looked like and your business now. 
Yeah. So after going to college for graphic design, I knew I wanted to dive into branding and packaging. I took a packaging design course and was like, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I started out at Dick's Sporting Goods in-house doing branding and packaging for their private brands. So I was there for eight years. It was a small team that grew from like two of us to about 10 of us over the time that I was there. And I worked on brands like Slossinger, Max Fly, lots of golf, lots of outdoors. But it, there's a product in a sporting goods store. I probably done packaging for it. And then from there, I went to Kohl's where I managed the branding and packaging design team for their private and owned brands. And if you're in the United States, if, you shop, if you've ever shopped at a Kohl's, about 50% of the store is private and owned brands. So at one point, I think I was managing like 30 different brands and um, the packaging design, the brand identities for those with a pretty small team. But it was super exciting because I got to work on all of these categories that I loved, like candles and home stuff, um, did lots of like cookware with Food Network and did some fashion stuff with Lauren Conrad. My team created the Little Co branding for her kids line at Kohl's. No way. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So you had, you were doing inside lines for like Kohl's private label, and then you were also doing would it be, would it have been considered like collabs or is it actually like franchise? How did that, how did that work when you were like working on those different brands? So it worked a couple of different ways. So something like Food Network, that was a licensing agreement. License, that's the word I meant to say. Yes. I'm like, franchise is not right. License. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, license. So um, like Food Network, they knew having a product line would be helpful for their brand. They didn't necessarily have the resources or want to create that product line themselves. So they licensed the brand to Kohl's. Kohl's product development team developed the products. My team did all of the packaging design. Now that's like a really big brand. So they had standards and, you know, they had a brand style guide and there was a lot of it was a very high touch design process with the Food Network team. They had a lot of approvals um, versus something like, like a Lauren Conrad and a Vera Wang who have like longstanding celebrity partnerships with Kohl's. Um, that's also actually a licensing agreement because Kohl's is license, licensing their brand names or in the case of Little Co creating a brand name that then we're licensing. Um, to create products exclusively for them. We mm -hmm. did do some like celebrity collabs where we would do lines with our owned brands and then bring in a celebrity to do like a celebrity creative director for the line for the season yeah. and style it. Yeah. At which point we would like bring in those names and then like partner them with a the brand. Yeah. I love hearing yeah. about this on the packaging side and I'm like holding back from asking so many questions because I've done a lot of licensing and collabs throughout my career too, but on the buying side. So we were on like the product and kind of creating the line and figuring out what their involvement would be. In some instances, like you said, it would just be like slap their name on it and they'd promote it, but they'd have sign off on like what our design team was designing. In mm -hmm. other instances, they'd be designing 
bringing yeah. it to us and we'd have to develop it. And it was like getting it nailed down and perfect to fit their need. But there were all different levels of celebrity involvement. And I've been in meetings with some of them. Sometimes I'm not in the, had not been in the meetings depending on who they were, but it's very interesting being on that go between like how they treat you and all that. Did you have any interaction with any of them? You don't have to give names, so, but <laughs> yeah, I, I won't give, I'm not even sure I can give names, but yeah, like, I know his name. Yeah, yeah. It, it was super interesting. Cause you had, you would have like some celebrities that like, yeah, we've bought their name. We're putting their name on it, but like, they're just like, they're holding their arm out at like that, that 30 feet, like just kind of like pass their by team. me every once in a while. What were you doing? Yeah. Um, you know, they're not giving like a super lot of direction. They're, you know, looking at the oh, line. I just want to make money from this. Right. <laughs> I just want to make money. I just want to see the line before it goes out. And here's like three pictures of me you can use in the marketing. <laughs> or you had some, you had some brands, you had some celebrities that were like, I want to be very involved. I want to be designing the products. I want to have input into the packaging design. Um, I didn't have any in-person meetings, but there were times when I was like on calls presenting things. Yeah. And yeah. this is, you know, pre-pandemic, pre-Zoom when the conference call was still like, at least in corporate retail, I don't know about you, but like mm -hmm. there were some brands, I was working out of Milwaukee, mm -hmm. brands we were working with were either in New York or LA and you get on a conference call and you got really good at like, okay, now open your PDF, go to page two. Do you see this? Okay. Now. <laughs> and there's like 25 people in each room at yes. all different levels. Like the assistants in the back frantically taking notes. Like you're up there doing the dog and pony show. That was always my role was like, you know, here's the, like, this is the product we're presenting. You know, the role was whenever I was actually in the room, you know, it was like, yeah do you love this gorgeous design that we're bringing to you? And they're like tearing it apart or, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. I'm curious, like on the packaging side. So were you, um, were you kind of concepting out the packaging and working from a, like a creative perspective with the product team or was it like the product was one and then the packaging was separate. Cause I feel like when I'm looking back, I cannot think of a single time I had a conversation with the packaging team on those licensing collab deals. So I'm curious, like on the coal side, because you do so much of that, like how that worked. Mm -hmm. The conversations were separate. So mm -hmm. the, interesting? it's super interesting. And it also depends on like where you're like, where you're at. When I was at Dick's, the packaging design team was part of the product development team. And then it, Coles, we were part of the marketing mm, team. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's the most common, um, at least from like everything that I've heard when I've talked to like my other, my other colleagues, my counterparts at other, that have, you know, I've had other roles, but what we would do is essentially the product development teams would meet with us. They would download us, but there might also be conversations between like, marketing leadership and that celebrity and that licensing. Mm -hmm. And then we get downloaded that way too. We would concept out the packaging design ideas depending. And a lot of times we concept out like the branding too. Like, do, do we think that you need a logo update? Do we think that you need more mm -hmm. colors in your palette to execute the packaging? Um, even if sometimes the 
they brought in like an agency, like, um, you know, sometimes these licensing partners would also bring in a design agency and they might know their brand really well, but my team always knew what worked in the store really well. Yeah. Yeah. So we would take what that agency brought and we would say, okay, this is great, but we want to emphasize this about the products or we suggest this different type of format or we need to add an area for this type of product information. And we would kind of take that as a jumping off point, concept out what the packaging looks like. If we think that the brand needs any additional assets, and then we would take that and we would present that back to the licensing partner. And a lot of times we would have to inform our product development partners and then then informed the buyers who then informed the, yes, yes. The giant game of telephone. <laughs> yes. I think this is like, okay, so for everybody listening, I think the the most, the thing to take away is that you're probably listening to this like, oh my God, if only I had somebody doing this and somebody, someone doing that, like all the things. It's so important to remember that like you are one person doing all the things. And as businesses scale, it starts getting divvied out to the point that like, okay, so if you and I, you, me, you and I, meaning me and Kelly, were at Kohl's at the same time and I was your buyer and you were the packaging designer. We probably would have never talked, but we would have worked on the exact same product going out to the stores. And so the cohesiveness, so like this is how the machine operates. There's different levels within each team. And so we wouldn't have necessarily spoken, but our leaders on the buying team, the VP or the SVP and your VP of marketing who also oversaw packaging and also oversaw the print in stores and the actual emails and the social and all the other things. They were the ones talking. (laughs) And it's so interesting just to think about like we worked on the same product and it had to be cohesive. And so that communication between our teams and those processes. So like as you're building out your business, like thinking about how if you do decide to pass things off. Like, what does that communication look like? Like as you grow and scale, because a lot of people listening, I know are brands that want to be scaling. And like, you have to think about how that's going to look as you grow. If you ever mm-hmm. want to get to that size where you have a whole separate packaging and marketing team doing their own thing, <laughs> but bring the product to life. Right. And you're so right. Like the communication is so key, but also like being on the same page. And that's why having tools, like having brand guidelines and having a brand mission and purpose and, and having everybody that's working on the brand and the products know that and understand it so that we can, we're all going to bring our own individual perspectives in with that, but so that we don't get into the situation where, you know, Kristen, you look at, you look at a product and you're like, well, I don't like blue today. You're wearing a blue shirt today, but like, you're like, I don't like blue today on this packaging. So why don't we make it purple? And it, you know, it just be that when you don't have the right tools in place, it can very quickly turn into this. Well, this person's going in this direction and this person's Uh going in this direction. And then it's not cohesive and you need that cohesive it's like a lens. It's a lens that you all look through so that you have those brand guidelines. I think that's Mm -hmm. super important. Whether you have one person working for you or 100 people working for you, it's important to have that streamlined. Okay. So let's talk about 
your business now, because I like dove right into the corporate background side. So now you basically are taking all that experience and you now do that for your own clients to help them create packaging that would be worthy of being, everybody's worthy, but on, you know, billion dollar retailer shelves. I want them to be ready when those retailers come falling. Because they will. They will. (laughs) They They will. will, And you need to be ready. You can't say, hey, Target, give me six months while I update my packaging. Right. They won't even come to you. Mm -mm. You're right. They won't even come to you. They won't. Um, And that's a a really good point. But yeah, I just... I had started to see probably about five or so years ago that it had never been easier to start a product business. It had never been easier to start a product brand between Etsy, Amazon, Fair, all of these things, all the access that people, we all now have with the internet to be able to be connected with manufacturers and get tools to make things at home that wasn't there 10 years ago. But presenting those products and selling those products can be the hiccup. And I was just seeing that there was this opportunity for what I was doing, the branding and the packaging design to help the small and medium sized businesses that are starting to create products, get packaging that helps them grow their business. So when the pandemic rolled around and I was like, well, this is... I had already been thinking about, okay, what am I, what am I going to do next? Like Kohl's wasn't my end game. I wasn't going to stay there for, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I, you know, I picked up a couple freelance clients and I was like, why am I not just doing this? Yeah. So I love this. I do. I do. I love it. I get to work with people who are really passionate about their products Mm -hmm. and they've made them because they saw a gap in the market because there was something that they wanted and needed that wasn't out there. And they're really thoughtful about them and they're really excited about them and they're, and they're really exciting products. And I get to help them amplify those messages with their packaging design. So I'm not just kind of like throwing an extra feature on a sheet package. Like yeah. I, did, I had to do from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's the cool thing about being able to like, take our corporate background and help apply that to small businesses because there is there is a really big gap I think with education and support for small retail and when I say small retail that could be you're just starting out that could be you're at six figures that could be you're at seven figures there is a gap mm-hmm. I have I personally have clients that are all across the map on that and I think it there is just this disconnect between what happens in the corporate retail setting where there's all these systems and strategies and ways of doing things that every retailer does to some degree, big retailer. And then there's just this like, poof, all these other millions of small brands that have no idea that that happens. So I think it's really cool that you're able to do that, like to bring that packaging concept to smaller brands. What is one of the first things you do when you get a new client that... um, you know, comes to you and they're like, I have this amazing product. I maybe I have packaging on it because I don't think anyone's selling a product with nothing. Mm-hmm. And what's like the first step of your process? Like, what does that look like when you're working with a new brand, to, a new to you brand? New to me brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, all, it's all research and discovery. Mm-hmm. So my first step is research and discovery. I have a questionnaire that I share with my clients, just asking them some basics 
around how they view their product, who they think is buying their product, what are some questions they typically get about their product. And then I also start doing my research. Okay, who else out there is selling mm-hmm. like products or adjacent products? And I have to say, sometimes I'm surprised that even every once in a while, like I'll talk to a client and they're like, nobody else is out there doing what we're doing. And I'll go take a look on Amazon and I'll go, yeah, there's a couple people or there's somebody who's doing something that's adjacent that you should be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say adjacent, it's, you know, you're selling, you're selling a tool that does something. Somebody else is selling a different tool that does something slightly different, but runs in parallel um, or that gets to a similar result. It might, might, might not be the same use case, but because your customer would be looking at that also yeah. when they're searching, even though it's not like a direct competitor to your product, you should be looking at it. I love... Now, I, I know Amazon's like, it's a love it or hate it situation, but I always go on Amazon to do research because half the time I can see the packaging right away. Yeah. And photography. Yeah. The photography. And it makes it really easy to understand, understand the products. And you get tons of reviews. So like, that's a great, like, I love that you were saying the questions that your customers have, which we can talk about again in a second, but like you can get a lot of information by looking at reviews on Amazon of like products. Even if you're like, mine is so much better. I probably is. Maybe it's yep. not. I don't know what you sell. But <laughs> if you go on Amazon and look at like items, you can see what your ideal customer might be asking yeah. or what that packaging looks like or the specs. So they, they put so many key details on the platform for a reason. <laughs> so mm-hmm. use what you have in front of you. Exactly. Exactly. And I just, I just think it's so important to understand what you're up against because otherwise I'm designing packaging in a vacuum. Yeah. And that was, that was like the biggest thing that I learned in corporate retail is that you need to understand the environment that you're in and design for it. Um, working at Kohl's, one of the things we used to talk about is we wanted to have brands that were boutique-like, but were not boutique brands. And when we said boutique, we meant more meant like specialty stores. Mm-hmm. So if you think about like candles is one of those really big categories that's like really, really easy to equate this to. Um, like a specialty store for candles would be like a Bath and Body Works. You walk into Bath and Body Works, so you're walking into the experience of the Bath and Body Works brand. So you know where you are and you know who you're shopping immediately versus you walk into a department store, you walk into a small shop and there's multiple brands in there. You have to find a way to define that brand expression without having the store environment to define it Mm. for you, without having the space to define it Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like that's something that is really important when you're designing packaging for your product, knowing that you're going to, you're you're selling to small shops, you're selling to different boutiques. You want to be able to express your, your brand um, essence, what your brand is all about, because there's a personal connection that people build with brands. Even if they're not brand loyal, your brand is going to help tell 
your story. So mm-hmm. how do we express that through your packaging to show how distinct you are and to show how you're different, not just that your features are different because yeah. I hate to break it to you. Features are the last thing somebody is reading on your packaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. You want, I feel like packaging is sometimes, not always, but it's sometimes more important, if not equally as important as the product itself. That is why let's think of, okay, let's talk about for a second, like the Kardashians. Okay. Yes. Whether you love them or hate them, doesn't matter. They know how to sell a damn product. And Mm -hmm. let's talk about the actual products that they're selling in some instances. Okay. So like Skims, you have that, but then like the packaging that comes with Skims, or is it like Kim's beauty line? I can't think of what that was called, but she did a beauty line and it was like, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Kylie's beauty line. Yes. You go there too. Yeah. 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 So, and like, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, the product it's probably great. I've never bought it, but like, think about the packaging with like the lips and the drip, like all the, like the amount of money, I am not articulating this well, but the amount of money that they spend on their packaging. I mean, even like Kim's skincare line, going back to that, like the boxes were these like enormous boxes that were sculpted and tonal and this like really stunning packaging. And then you got to the actual bottle and the bottle was really cool. And then you got like one ounce of product, but you spent like, <laughs> you know, however much on the product itself, just to get down to the product that I don't know if it was good or not, but like, it could have been something drugstore brand quality. I'm not saying it was, but like you were like in awe of the packaging there. It's just as important. It, it is, it is. And for them, you know, they've got that celebrity status so that yeah. when people buy their products, they're buying status, they're mm-hmm. buying into the brand. Um, to your point, they're not necessarily buying into what the product can do for them, or they're not buying like a value amount of product. Like they're buying this status. You're buying the status of, I bought a Kardashian's product. I bought a Skims. I bought Kim's beauty. I bought Kylie's beauty. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, and at a certain point, the products still have to work because if they don't work, people won't rebuy. Well, that's what makes you stand out. That's what makes you a brand that people become really obsessed with because Mm -hmm. the first experience they had with you was this really cool packaging and, you know, your welcome sequence and your emails and all the things that we know, but the, they got the product, the packaging was really engaging. Or if they're looking, you know, in a store and they're, they're discovering you in a store, your packaging is what jumps out. Then the product then they use it and they're like, this is amazing. I need to go back and reorder this or I need to give this as a gift. Like that's how you create brand loyalty. Yes. But if you don't stand out on the shelf, you don't attract that person. They don't even try. And if your packaging design isn't memorable, they're going to buy the product. They're going to use it and they're going to go, I have this great thing, but I can't remember where I got it. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't help you. That doesn't help you either. So it's this like really fine dance of like, Let's attract the attention. Let's tell people why you are different. And then let's make sure that we have something that is recognizable and memorable. And, and, you know, I just, I also just love to play on what is going on in product categories. So if we, if I look at my clients' competitors, if I look at what's going out on in the market and like beauty is a great example. Cause like right now everything is super clean tonal, beautiful, soft colors. And that's, that's great. Like 
great to know that because I want to bring in some element of familiarity into what I design so that customers are primed to accept your product. Um, you know, cause if everybody's in that soft color palette range and you come in with like a bright red, you're going to stand out and be distinctly different, but are you going to be so different that people don't trust it or aren't yeah. willing to try it? Mm-hmm. So, point. yeah. So I always want to make like really strategic choices about like, let's bring in a couple of elements that feel like the rest of the category. And then let's bring in a couple of elements that are distinctly you yeah. so that you stand out. And that just gives people like this really great advantage because you, you get to create familiarity and trust while also attracting attention and standing out Mm -hmm. and bringing people in. Yeah, that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. how do you know, okay, as a brand that's listening to this, how do you know when you're ready to invest in a packaging designer and packaging? Because it is not a cheap thing to do. So you have to do it when you know you're ready. But what, tell me Mm -hmm. from your perspective, like what an ideal client for you would look like, like when they come in and you're like, yep, we can crush this for you. Like, what does that look like? They have a proven product. You have a product that, you know, is a bestseller for you or is doing really well. You're getting really great feedback, but you've hit some sort of roadblock. One of the things I typically hear from clients is I'm selling this at markets in person and it does really well when I talk about it, but I'm not getting that same traction in stores. Okay. Okay. You have something that sells really well when you talk about it, but it's not getting that same traction in stores that I know that that is the packaging and I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that if I extract from you, what you're doing to sell it. And I infuse that into the design. And it's not just words. It's a feeling. It's, it's all of it. Then I know that we are going to get you results. So having, having that product, have, you know, having, having a good product, but hitting that point where you're ready to move into stores, grow store sales, grow your stockists, grow your retail partners. Um, and you're just, you're just hitting a little bit of that, that wall when it comes to it, whether like the wholesalers aren't picking you up on fair or, you know, it's, it's in the stores, but it's just not selling as well as it does in person. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I think that's really good advice. If you, okay, let's say you're just starting out and you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, I'm not proven yet, but I want to come to market and look legit. Do you... Do you say, yeah, just go for it? Or do you say still test it out and try and do it yourself? Like what's your gut on that? I know there's not like a perfect answer to this. And there, yeah, there's not a perfect answer. I think if you fully believe in, in it and you have time and money to invest in it, then yeah, go for it. Work with the, work with the packaging designer, work with me or another packaging designer and come out of the gate ready to go ready Mm -hmm. to scale. Um, and I really only recommend that for people that are like, like you have to have time and money to invest Mm -hmm. in it because you're investing, not just in the packaging, but you're going to be investing in inventory. You are going to need to be ready with volume for your wholesale partners. Um, but if you have more time than you have money and you're like, 
you're looking to just make small incremental steps, that's when I would say, keep doing it yourself or just, you know, keep doing it one step at a time. Because I don't think that everybody needs to come out with fully custom designed packaging. Um, I even work with clients where like, they're not ready for fully custom design on everything. Um, I have a client that does handmade soaps, um, Sleepy Hollow, uh, handmade soaps. They're out of Pittsburgh and Uh, they, and I, (laughs) we both have some Pittsburgh roots here. We do. We do. Yes. (laughs) Um, and they do these beautiful handmade soaps and they had a stock box and they were doing labels and they're doing really well at markets and they were ready to grow into stores, but they weren't ready to purchase fully custom printed packaging for every single variety because they like to change up their varieties a lot. It's one of the the key elements of their brand. So what I actually did for them is I did like a mini brand refresh. Um, and I designed a stock box that is branded. It has brand graphics on it. It has messaging about their brand. And then I designed them a label template that they can change out themselves for every soap variety that they do. And um, you could even do that. You could even get like a label template designed and use a stock box for a while while you are, you know, working up to testing what's working for you, testing mm-hmm. what products are working for you, testing what packaging is working for you. Um, and I always, I like that. I like, I like that, you know, when brands are not quite at the volume that requires fully custom printed packaging for everything, that doing this combination of, custom and a little bit of sweat equity into the packaging is, you know, it's a, it's a great way to just test and try things. Yeah. I like that. I think that that's a really smart way because you can still have your branding come across and look cohesive and legitimate while you have the flexibility to figure things out. So that's, I think that that's really great that you offer that. So what are some ways that people can work with you? Like if someone's listening to this and they're like, I want to work with Kelly, I'm obsessed with her. Like, tell me how people can work with you, how they can find you, all the things. Okay. So I am, I, my website is hiddenpathcreative.com and there are two key ways to work with me. And I'm, I'm really excited about this. So the first is done for you, retail ready packaging design, where I work with you and I design your packaging for you. If you need any branding elements within that, we can we can include that in the package as well. Um, And that's kind of been the core way of working with me for the last couple of years. And, you know, I do all the research, I I go through all the things and you get fully custom designed packaging from me. Um, Last month, I did a pre-sale for my course, which is launching right now. I'm dropping out lessons as we speak. The first one went up yesterday. Um, so the course is design packaging that sells, and it is a DIY packaging design course where I walk you through the process that I use to design packaging, um, without the professional design tools. So I'm actually basing it on, you can use Canva and a couple other online design tools that I'm recommending for you to design, not just tags and labels, but boxes and belly bands. So I'm really excited about that. That is a new way to work with me. And 
definitely for people that are ready to level up their packaging, but aren't ready to invest in custom designed packaging. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we'll link that in the show notes so people can find you and check out your course, but that's genius. That like really empowers small business owners to be able to grow their brands and start out there and then hire you to have you design full, like full blown packaging whenever they scale and grow because they're empowered to start out the way they want. So I love that so much. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing. That was really a fun conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This is, thank you. I, I could talk about packaging all day. <laughs> I know. I mean, I can too. And I'm not even a packaging designer. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.